everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Tara. We are Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. We would like to provide a trigger warning as there will be mentions of trauma in many forms. We are not licensed therapists and cannot provide professional advice. However, we can relate and provide our own personal experiences and lessons that we have learned along the way. Well, hello, everybody. This is our first episode. Um, First, we both just want to thank all of our listeners um, and everyone who has been providing support for us. We honestly didn't think that we would get um, this much support or attention, and like we're just overwhelmed. We just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, thank you. We're very grateful for everyone's support and love, and we hope that you'll stick around and stay with us while we are on this journey and just be patient with us as we try to navigate like technology and how to do this whole podcast thing um <laughs> just to be like frank like this is going to probably be like edited a bunch because we just like can't stop laughing at each other and <laughs> yeah yeah but i think too the best part is how genuine and real this will be yeah um, yeah so i hope that um <laughs> Maybe people will learn from us that anybody can do it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, are we really going to be able to do this? Or are we just going to sit here and laugh at each other? Because honestly, this is what we are like together when when we're together in person. Like, it's just like laughing all the time and just saying stupid shit like all the time. And it's just like, okay, like, are we going to be able to be professional? No, you know what? This is what it is. Like, this is us. This is is our reality. So, no, I think people appreciate our genuine perspectives because, like, that's one of the main reasons we wanted to do this. Just to be, like, authentic. Anyway, so, yeah, we haven't, like, I guess, chatted much this weekend. Usually we talk, like, every day. So how was, uh, how are you? Like, how was your week? How was your weekend? Uh, We had a pretty good weekend. I was pretty grateful for the long weekend that just passed. I don't know. I don't think we have any international followers (laughs) yet. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, I was pretty grateful for the long weekend. I got to stay home with the baby. We just really hung out at home and didn't really have to do much. We had some birthday parties this weekend, so that was fun. So baby Peter's made some friends. Like in his weekly class, we do a group with Mommy Connections. They have a chapter in Cape Breton. Um, So I've been doing some classes with them like every week since I think September. And that was like, that was really nice for me because I kind of found other people that were like on the same journey. So and then on Saturdays, we do a baby music class, which is pretty fun. So he's made some little friends, like, throughout this, like, whole experience. Um, mm. So that was that was fun to kind of do together. So she came, like, his little friend came to our birthday party. And then what about you? How was your weekend? Um, my weekend was super busy. My sister, her husband... Um, his kids and my niece. Well, I guess like they're my they're all my nieces and nephews now that they're married, I guess. But anyways, um, yeah, they came and stayed with us for two nights. I wanted to get as much as we could into the weekend. We went swimming at the local pool and then we went to Snowfest not far from here and went sliding. I went I went down the hill a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun oh my gosh my sister's husband convinced me because he's like a kid at heart and he was like let's go tt we're doing it and i was like okay we're doing it and i just like went i was like i was like well i want to bring evie he's like no you're coming i'm like okay i'm going and uh there was like horse sleigh rides and face painting and like a magician or whatever anyways it was for the kids and you know it was fun and then brandon played hockey last night for like it was a home game it was like good timing that like renee and the kids were here so we brought the kids and watched him play last night um and that was fun 
and they left today and um, just had some more family come by. Like Brennan's parents came by shortly and said hi. And then we went, me, Brennan and Evie and Moose went for a little snowshoe. I feel like, you know, like my heart feels full because my sister was here um, and stuff. And I'm always like happy when she comes to visit and when I get to spend time with like Ava and stuff because we're really close. Yeah. It's really nice that they were able to come up, especially for um, the holiday race. Um, yeah, well, it sounds like you had a lot of fun this weekend. Um, so I didn't spend nearly as much family time as you did. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. Sometimes, like, I don't know. You just need, like, a weekend to not do, like, a lot just to relax and not be on. You know what I mean? Like, when I, I mean, when my family's here and stuff, I feel like I just, there's so much that I want to do. Like, I want to make the most of it. And I'm always like, hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to go out and, like, yeah do all the things but sometimes it's nice to just like go with the flow and relax or whatever yeah i feel like i, I relaxed uh quite a bit this weekend actually i um like i said we did go to some like of his little friends birthday parties and stuff um i think i like i spent saturday with a really close friend of mine it was really nice to spend some time with her and catch up mm. um yeah we went out and had sushi and oh um, jealous yeah. yeah it was super fun um i love sushi nice. Yeah, I feel like I hadn't seen her in so long, too, so it was just nice to spend some time with her and catch up. Yeah, uh, and, like, not... Oh, did you bring the baby, or was it just, like, adult no, time? No, oh. it was just adult time, so that was, like, really nice. And then I got to go over and meet her puppy, and then uh, she came over to see the baby, because she's actually the baby's got one of the baby's godmothers, so it was oh. really nice. Yeah, we spent a couple hours together just, like, catching up, and yeah. it's been so busy, like, where I'm back to work and mm-hmm. stuff, and, um, but it was nice that... And it's like you almost like forget what it's like to like have friends or like to be an adult when you actually hang out with a friend without your baby it's like because all the attention's on the baby when you bring your baby somewhere with your friends yeah and then like when you take the baby out of the equation it's like oh yeah you're it's just so weird it's like yeah it's so strange like it was it but it was also kind of nice like to um I, i i really struggled with some anxiety so it was nice to be able to go and like not feel that anxiety for the first time in a while. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I was, nice. just, I was just going to ask actually, cause like, I know both of us like don't get out and do much without like our, our babies. So I was just going to say like, how was that? Like, it, yeah, it actually felt pretty good. Um, it was the first time that like, I wasn't like actively like watching the clock. Like I wasn't actively like, there was like a time like I couldn't even like going out. I was like, okay, I'm going out for exactly two hours and I'm coming right home. Like mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. even while I was out, I would be like texting Peter, and I'm like, "Oh my God, how's the baby? Is he okay? Mm. What are you doing?" But now I'm able to like. I w- we went out. I think we were gone for like five hours, and like not wow, long. yeah, I wasn't. Oh like, my gosh, gold star for you. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a big deal for me. Was he home with Peter? Yeah, he was home with his dad. Okay. Um, so, but that's you know that's kind of where my comfort levels at. Right? Well, yeah, for sure. And that's funny because I didn't. I forgot to mention that when I went to the hockey game last night. Um, Evie stayed back with Matt like Evie was sleeping like I put her to bed I did the routine I made sure she was asleep um and then he stayed back and we all went to the hockey game and like I think I asked him like once like how she was doing and he like sent me a picture of like the monitor to show that she was like sleeping wow that's that's yeah and that was it like I I mean I didn't feel too anxious about her like maybe it's because my anxiety was like focused on Brandon yeah (laughs) and how he was doing in his game I don't know but like no I think the fact that I knew she was sleeping and I know that like she's sleeping well now and maybe we'll talk about that in another episode about sleep and all that stuff with our babies but we're at a place now that like she does pretty well so I was like okay I got this and I'm not far I'm like literally five minutes down the road yeah like if anything happens you can just go like right home 
Yeah. So first piece you send Matt back to get the get <laughs> the rest of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. So no. Um and he he knows like how I am and stuff, so what I my preferences are and all that stuff. Like anyway. So maybe we should just get like started on our journeys and a little bit of our stories. Um for everyone listening who is still with us. <laughs> yeah. Who us through all that chatter. Yeah, yeah. We we tend to rant and this is why we want to do a podcast a little bit because we rant a lot. Um, for this episode, we will talk a little bit about our journeys, like getting pregnant, um, our pregnancies, and then our experience, like our birth story and our birth experience. We'll get into that as well. So that's what we'll talk about. So do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. So I kind of wanted to, um, talk like briefly about, um, kind of where I was at, like before I got pregnant. So, um, I had been in a relationship with my boyfriend, Peter, who is Tara's stepbrother. Stepbrother? Yes. Stepbrother. I was like, <laughs> wait, but like, they're really like, we're, you know, we're all we're really, really close. close. Yeah. So, um, I'd been with him at that point, I think for, uh, was, we were going on five years. And so we'd been together, you know, for quite some time, we had gone through the pandemic together and like, I had gotten a new job and like things just seemed a little bit more steady and stable. Um, and he looked at me one like literally we were laying in bed. We like, I don't, if any of my grandparents are listening, please, please stop. But we smoked <laughs> smoke a joint and he, I love that. Literally, <laughs> he, literally, so he just literally turned to me and he's like, you know what? A baby wouldn't be so bad. Um, and uh. obviously like I said, well, we'll have to talk about that when we're not stoned. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, wait. I honestly, I remember you telling me the story because I think we were at my mom's and like, I think you just like revealed that because like at that point we were like kind of talking about like getting pregnant and stuff. And I remember you being like, mm, "Guess what? Like Peter's on board." And I was like, "How?" You're like, "We were high." <laughs> <laughs> and I we kind I kind of said to him like, "We have to talk about this when we're not stoned because like everything seems better when you're stoned." Yeah. Uh, so we had talked about it the next day, and he was like, "Yeah, no, like I I wouldn't mind having a baby around." So. He's like, I don't know like, if I want to actively, like, try, but, like, we can just stop not trying. Mm. And um, that kind of worked for us. We uh, we stopped not trying. And sure enough, mm -hmm. I that, so that was about February. We decided to, you know, pull the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we, by, I think it was the end of April that I would have conceived. And I found out, like, five weeks, I found out, like, towards the end of May that I was pregnant um, and I had like all of the typical signs. So it was, it was really funny actually. Like it would have, I would have been like five going on six weeks pregnant and I had been like brutally sick, like every single morning without fail. I couldn't keep food down. I couldn't keep liquids down. It was five days in a row. And I said to Peter, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I don't think it's not a flu. It's not. And he was like, yeah, no, you're pregnant. And I was like, no way. And he was like, no, Kennedy, I've been with you for like going on five years. I've never seen you sick like this. And it's uh, even if I've seen you sick, it doesn't go on this long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I think it was like a Friday I went and bought a pregnancy test because I was like, there's no way like every single, like every single day, like I'm so sick and miserable. Um, so I bought the test like Friday evening and I, I took it Saturday morning. And I remember it clearly because I knew if it was positive, I was going to pee. Like, I was going to want to do a, do another test to check. So yeah. I, I peed in one of those, like, 
um, Boston pizza containers that we had. <laughs> I didn't have anything else that I didn't care about. That, like, if we, I was like, there's no way I'm going to eat from anything else other than to throw this out, like knowing I peed in it. So I like threw it out afterwards, but I peed in the freaking Boston pizza container and I took the test out and I like dipped it in. <laughs> and it was like, I was waiting the three minutes. Peter was in the room and I took the test, I dipped it in. And like it, like within those, three, like it was less than three minutes. Like it was a bright blue. Yeah, out. yeah. And like I was like, "What?" So I took the other test out of the box and dipped it into, and sure enough, like oh in less gosh. than like, in less than like a minute, it was like bright blue. And I was like, "Oh my god!" So I go into the room and I tell Peter, "Like I'm pregnant." And he's mm. like, "I know." Mm. And I was like, what? "Yeah, yeah, okay." I was like, okay, but like, what, like, what else? Like, anyway, he was just like, yeah, I know. He's like, like, we'll do whatever you want to do. Like, we kind of, you know, yeah, you know, you know where I'm at. Like, I know where you're at, but like, this happened kind of fast. Like, if yeah, you know, whatever. So I was like, oh my god. So I'm freaking out because like I have such high anxiety. Peter's just like rock. He's like, yeah, rock. He's like, oh yeah, he's like calm in the storm. Like he literally always. Is like, oh. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, whatever, babe. It's up to you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I literally told him, I was like, get out of bed, go to Farm and Save. I literally said to him, I was like, go get like a date, like a date one. Like, yeah. One that can tell me like how far along I am. I was like, there's no way I'm more than three weeks pregnant. Right. So he went and got the other ones and I dipped the other ones in and said I was like five plus weeks. And I was mm. like, oh my God. I was like, I was pretty shook. And like I said, Peter was really calm. Yeah. Um, but like there was no, pr like I, I knew, like, I guess people like really do know, like in that moment, like what you're going to do. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I knew in that moment, like, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a mom. Yeah. But it was like, it was scary. So, mm. um, I remember like, I was like, oh my God, like, this is, <laughs> this is real. This is real. This is happening. I have the tests. Uh, yeah. we had, we had like briefly discussed, like, you know, we didn't want to tell anybody right away. Mm -hmm. I think we were kind of in like another wave of COVID or like mm -hmm. travel restrictions at least. So like mm -hmm. we weren't even allowed to go see like his dad. So we were like, well, we don't know when that's going to happen. So like we, we definitely wanted to wait until we were at least 12 weeks pregnant. I was really struggling with morning sickness and it was getting like unbearable. I went to my doctor, I got my, like my prenatal medication um, and all that. So I'm at the pharmacy and like, I, like at this point, like we're still like, this is a secret. Like we're not telling anybody. Like I had only told my friend, like a friend of mine, she lives in Ottawa because she lived far and like she couldn't tell anybody. So she was like one of the only people that knew at that point and then I went to the pharmacy after my appointment and I see it was dead like it was dead quiet in there like there was nobody in there and that's the, like that's kind of like one of the hardest things about living in a small town <laughs> like, like a small mm. community so I'm in like the pharmacy and I'm like waiting for my prenatal medication and then like of course she was like oh it's gonna take like 15 to 20 minutes and realistically I should have just went home mm -hmm. I should just left, or like I wish I went for a drive mm -hmm. but no I waited so I waited like a patient person that I am and then I <laughs> was sitting there and of course, like people start to trickle in, and of course, one of <laughs> one of my aunt's friends came in, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I really hope that like the pharmacist doesn't say anything." The pharmacist had hadn't said anything that indicated that I was pregnant. Yeah. The whole time we were talking, so I was like ready to take a breath of like, "Holy crap, thank God!" But then she was like, "How far along are you?" Oh, geez. And I was like, "Shit!" And so my like my aunt's friends started getting kind of excited, and I was like, "Please don't say anything!" Like. But then I was just kind of worried because, like, you know, small communities and whatever. So I was like, I just, I have to tell my family because, like, if I hold on to this too long, like, what if, like, in five weeks I still haven't told them mm. and like, they think I, 
they think I did or something. And mm-hmm. it's just like, whatever, if, like for whatever reason it comes out. So it's like, I need to tell my family. I need to like, I need to be the ones that <clears throat> they hear it from. So I called Peter and I was hysterical and mm-hmm. he was, he was like, he was like, he was okay. But like, um, of course, you know, he's always calm yeah. and all that. So anyway, we went and told my family and everyone was pretty excited. But I, and then it was like another added layer of like, it's still a secret because like, we hadn't told Peter's mom. We hadn't told his dad. Um, and we were still on travel restrictions. So, mm-hmm. we didn't, so we didn't like, it was, a, it was a really big secret for us until I think after I think we told you, mm. cause I didn't want you to find out on Facebook. And I wanted, I wanted to wait until I was able to tell you in person. Mm. And I, cause I didn't want to be like, Oh, by the way, on Facebook, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> you know, you're, you know, you guys are important to us. Yeah. So I didn't want you guys to find out that way and i didn't want like i didn't want anybody to find out that way yeah so um i don't think it was like it was like another week before we told so at that point i think i was only like eight weeks pregnant i'd already had an ultrasound um but then i had to go to the hospital because i was so sick with morning yeah sickness. yeah it was not good it was not a good yeah. time i had to get I had to get like ivs and stuff but like once i got like a, the right dose of medication and like all that like i had a fairly like De- like I had a fairly decent pregnancy. They were kind of worried that I was going to have um, the gestational diabetes, but they were just concerned because the baby was measuring big. Like even when he was, yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, like, and I was like, well, of course I'm going to be with a friggin' like six three giant for the rest of my life. <laughs> of course, of course, my kids are going to be huge. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was like ten pounds, so that I was like, that's that's great. Yeah, um, but yeah, he was measuring big then, so they were kind of worried, but. Uh, I didn't have it so otherwise like once I got the morning sickness like under control I had a like I had a good like an all right time I this like the sleep and like discomfort was like pretty bad but like that's fairly normal for everyone in their pregnancy yeah like yeah how was like pregnancy in general for you like like with like anxiety wise or other things like health wise or anything else you want to like add like how was it yeah I um looking back now like there's not really a lot that sticks out about my pregnancy that like I know like I had a hard time with like morning sickness and like acid reflux and like that was obviously like not fun and like at times like unbearable and then like I couldn't I I, I he was so high up and like I just felt like everything was being like mm. pushed on mm-hmm. and like all that my health was like pretty okay like once I got like everything under control with my morning sickness mm-hmm. um, like, I was like adamantly like taking medication for it because I was yeah. like if I, if I missed a day of it I was like in bed couldn't like <laughs> I, oh. was, I was not moving because like it was just it was unbearable yeah um, but once I think once I was into my second trimester and I was on like the regular I think it's like diclectin or whatever mm-hmm. um, I was taking it daily and I had acid reflux. So I was eating Tom's like candy. So those are like the biggest things that stick out for me. Yeah. And then like looking back, I didn't realize how swollen I looked and like how swollen, like, like even like now, like even after having, like, I think like two weeks after having my baby, I had noticed like the swelling gone from my my feet. Like I, my slippers were so loose. So crazy. eh? Yeah. I didn't even notice. And like, even looking back on like, um, a screenshot that Peter's dad had taken yeah. for FaceTime when I was in the hospital. I was like, oh my God, what the, <laughs> I was like, what the hell's wrong with That's me? Kids? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that doesn't, like, it, it's me, but like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't, do I look yeah. like I was like, that? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, no. So like health wise, everything was good. Like I was having a bit of anxiety, like, um, like, like that was like kind of making me prepare, but like also like we had been going through a lot of other stressors at the time too. Like I was, um, I was working quite a bit and like traveling for work. And then like we were, uh, we got approved for a house and then, and then we were like getting right, like we're like towards the end of my pregnancy, especially like we were preparing for a move, we we're moving into my mom's and mm -hmm. then, so there was a lot of stress there, like just with the move. Not that I, not that anyone let me do anything. So I was like, I think I was at that point, I would have been like six months pregnant. Mm. But it was so funny. Like everyone was like, oh yeah, like milk it. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, don't do the dishes. Don't do anything. Yeah. Everything. yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm take advantage it. of this. Yeah. 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 No, uh, my mental health was a little like all over the place. It's, just like I was anxious like preparing so I was reading a lot of things and like you know preparing like the lists of like things I needed and like you know I was reading up on breastfeeding and like like yeah. thought I was gonna like prepare myself like and it's so funny when I say I read up on breastfeeding I literally just read like an article and I was like mm. oh yeah this like this sounds okay yeah why was I wrong so then yeah I was like super anxious and yeah because I, I think, remember sending you stuff as well yeah because like we were like pregnant together and um although like you were due in January and I was due in May but like I remember you sending you these lists that I had because like you were getting close to like your due date and talking and about I done, being I nervous so and stuff yeah yeah I had done so much like reading on like I like I, I think it was literally like a week before I was supposed to go to the hospital I was like Tara what's what do I take to the hospital like what are you taking to the hospital well yeah because we you were we seen you I don't already I forget well, I'd seen you was it Christmas. around Christmas. Yeah. And you were like, ready, you were ready to pop. And I was like, why are you here? <laughs> you're like, yeah, you literally, you're yeah. like, why did you travel? And I was like, why not? You're like, why not? Like, whatever. If the baby comes here, like, okay, whatever. We're doing it. And I'm like, no, I'm driving back to Nova Scotia. I'm not having a new Brunswick baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Like, like you weren't yeah. show, you weren't showing that you were anxious. Like you, I find like you were handling it pretty good. At, well, maybe at that point, anyways. Like you were like, you know, like it is what it is. I guess. Like we're gonna pack when I get home. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I like remember messaging you, and you were like two weeks out, and you were like, yeah, I still haven't packed. <laughs> okay, but I'm like the last minute packer for literally everything. I had so much anxiety about like everything else because I was like, I mean, to be fair though, like once I was done work, like I started my, I, I took up like I used like all of my time, um, that I had accrued like for time off, like so I got to start like a leave early. Yeah, so, like, I was off by like come December, and I was super pregnant. I didn't realize how pregnant like I was super pregnant too. Mm. Um. And then, like, I was just anxious, like, like, oh, like, what do we need to get the baby ready? Like, get the baby ready, get the baby ready. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about, like, what I needed. I yeah. Was, like, I'm going to a hospital, and, like, I have to, like, what what am I going to want at a hospital? Like, what am I going to need? Like, what am I, like, what comfort things? Like, how long am I going to be there? I didn't know. So, like. Right. That's a good point, though. Like, we focus so much on, like, the baby, like, all having the stuff ready for the baby, like, packing a bag for yeah. them, like, their clothes and this and that. And it's, like, what about, <laughs> like, all the stuff that we need? depending on like how you're going to deliver your baby or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like make like having things for with you that is going to help. And I was having so much anxiety about like birth in general. Cause like, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but like the thought of childbirth, like used to like, like it was like, it was, it was something I was terrified of. Oh, same. hundred percent. I was like deathly afraid of like childbirth. Oh, yeah. 
I read so many things. Like, don't have a birth plan because, like, things aren't going to go according to plan and, like, all this stuff. So I had, like, preferences. And then, like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, all of the things that I had on my preferences, like, were going south. Like, I yeah. had like, the doctor that I chose and she'd been with me through, like, literally since, like, my 10-week checkup. She went off on, a, like, on for an emergency in December. And I was getting referred to a new, like, the OB taking over her client load. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't have my doctor. Like, I don't have the mm. doctor that I wanted. And then, co- like, COVID restrictions spiked because I think we, there was, like, a little bit of an increase in, co- in COVID cases at the time. So then I wasn't allowed to have my doula. Right, yeah. At the hospital. So, like, these, the, like, those were, like, things that started happening, like, that last month. So I was so focused on, like, I'm not having my doctor. I don't have my doula. I, I like, it's just going to be me and Peter. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it, that was kind of how I wanted it. I only wanted it to be me and Peter. And like, I only wanted like my doula. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like, this is not going at all how I expected. So then we finally started getting like, I was like, well, you know, like I'm going to have to go to the hospital soon. Like we should probably get like, we should probably just have a bag on hand, like ready. And like, I had prepared for so many things. I was so like, I was, like I said, I was so deathly afraid of like childbirth because it's like it's a big deal yeah i was so prepared for like the aftercare i was like you know i'm gonna get like the the peri bottle i'm gonna get like the the stuff for the sits bath i'm gonna make you know i'm gonna have all this nipple cream and like all this stuff yeah. and then like all you know and then i was but i was also so worried like about the baby's crib and about the baby's change table and about mm. you know babies uh all of these like mm-hmm. things, right and then come to i need to pack <laughs> well we ended up being in the hospital for five days Cause I, uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's just get into it if you want. Like we'll talk about like your, your journey with baby Peter's entrance to this world. (laughs) Yeah. So my expected due date was January 25th and my birthday is January 24th. And everybody (laughs) joked that like my baby was going to have the same birthday as me. And I was a little like, no, like if my baby, I was like, no, I want my birthday to be my birthday. still. (laughs) I know how, I know how our families are. And then my birthday is just never going to be celebrated. And I was like, no, like, I think he's gonna come on like this. I we had like a we had done like a prediction. Yeah, I remember that pool, and it was it was super fun. So he ended up deciding to come early. I had my final one of my final doctor's appointments. I had gone in. I think it was like January. I can't remember the exact date. It was like January fourteenth. I think it was a Friday, roughly around that time. At least it was a Friday around that, <laughs> around that date. I had an appointment, and I went in, and she was like, "Hey, your blood pressure is higher than usual." And your blood pressure has been very consistent throughout your entire pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit concerning to me. So we're going to send you up to um, the clinic at the hospital. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I like was super pregnant, still driving. I was driving myself to my appointment at that point because like Peter was at work and I was yeah. working and I was, no, I was home. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, um, no, I think, I don't, I can't remember. It's all a fog. It's all a fog, yeah, I think yeah. He was either with me or he like. Or I picked him up on the way to the hospital. I can't remember specifically. I don't remember. Peter Peter was with me at the hospital. Anyway, <laughs> so I get to the clinic. And they're monitoring my blood pressure. And they're like, okay, yeah. So it spiked even from, like, the drive from, like, your doctor's office to here. Wow. Um, so, like, it had been regular at, like, 120. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, spiked up to, like, almost, like, 140, 150. So they were like, okay, we're going to, like keep you overnight for monitoring and if like if your blood pressure doesn't regulate in the next like couple of days like we're gonna have to take you in like you're you're gonna have a baby like you're gonna be mm. doing whatever so that wasn't like part of what i had preferred yeah, I of course go, i wanted like my water like i wanted to experience the whole thing right like yeah I typical like oh my water breaks I yeah 
boost. I wanted him to come on his own. And they were like, yeah, well, if your pressure doesn't like settle, um, you're going to have to be induced. And I was like, okay. So then they kept me overnight. They did some monitoring and um, they were a little concerned, like just like about the blood pressure. And they did, cause they didn't want me to get preeclampsia. I think is what it's called. Okay. Yeah. And that's like pretty dangerous for like mom and baby. Yeah. So they kept me at the mom and baby unit overnight. They gave me labetalol and that, um, settled my blood pressure. They just told, so they released me the next day and they were like, yeah, like just take it easy. The plan is, is that we're going to induce you like this week. Mm. So you have an appointment with your doctor on Monday, go to your appointment as normal. Um, and we'll let you know like this week, if you, if, if we want you to be induced, I was like, okay. So I went home and I was on like pretty, I, they pretty much had me on bed rest. And if you know me, I don't listen. <laughs> so I was still doing my like usual, like not like I wasn't doing anything super strenuous, but like, I wasn't just like sitting in bed doing nothing. Yeah. So I, I was way too antsy at that point. And in retrospect, I probably should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I went to my appointment on Monday with my doctor and she was like, oh yeah, like, everything looks good. Your pressure's like, regu- like your pressure's regulated. And then they were like, oh yeah, like, by the way, you're being induced tomorrow. <laughs> then I was like, what? And they I were like, like did, they not, did, did they not call you? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was, I started to freak out because I was like, they didn't call me. They didn't tell me anything. And they're like, yeah, like I have it here, like on file that like you're supposed to go in tomorrow to get induced. And I was like, are you joking? And she was like, no. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, she's like, yeah, like go to like labor and delivery tomorrow morning at like 7 a.m. And I was like, wow. Okay. okay. So I went in that morning. We got up at like 530. I took a shower. I <laughs> got ready and, you know, we had a big breakfast and I, you know, got to sit with Peter and we were like, yeah, I sat with. Oh, I sat with everybody. I think I sat with like my mom. I, my sister was not awake. It was like six o'clock in the morning. When we were having breakfast, but I got like got ready, and then we went to the hospital, and they checked me out. They monitored the baby. They're like, "Yeah, he's cool. He's well, not he, because we didn't know." They're like, "Oh yeah, like, the baby's doing fine. Like, um, we're gonna." They started with the gel. I can't remember what the gel's called, but like, yeah, they, I, know, I know what you're talking about. So they put the gel in, and then they were like, "Okay, yeah, come back and like." Uh, I think it was like four hours. I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> we're like, cool. So like side note, this is another issue that we're going to probably talk about is like how the hospitals and like medical professionals just like are so nonchalant about things and like expect that we just know everything. Like they don't, yeah, they don't like feel, they, the, they don't fill the blanks. Like, yeah, we literally like came ready to like be at the hospital all day. Like, yeah, like we had our suitcase, like we were lugging everything in and out. Like, so it was awful. So anyway, we went home and like, I think around 12 o'clock we went back and, or no, it might've been around two. Cause I had to monitor, monitor me for an hour, wait for the doctor. Yada, yada, yada. So it was around two o'clock. We went back and they were like, yeah, no, like not quite where we want you to be. We're going to give you another dose. So they gave me another dose of the gel and they said, come back around. No. So it was two dope. I had two doses of the gel and then I went, they were like, okay. So by the time I got to leave, like we had got there around two 30 they sent us home around like, I think four. And they basically said, if nothing happens, like if you don't notice contract, like if you're not feeling contractions, like just go home, like just stay home, come back tomorrow morning. Mm. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I was like, this isn't like, poor Peter is like dealing with like his super pregnant, cranky girlfriend Mm -hmm. and like lugging our suitcase and all of our luggage out. Cause like we had thought like, okay, we're going to go back and they're going to keep us. I I think it was that time that we're like, can we just keep our suitcase here? Like we're coming back. Like, 
can you just put it behind the nurse's station? And they were like, yeah, whatever. Came home. I was super tired because um, I'd gotten up so early and like, you're like, me, yeah, you know that. Like, we're, yes, I'm, we're not warning people. <laughs> I'm, I'm not warning people. So to, for me to get up at 530 <laughs> to be like, yeah, I'm having a baby today. And then it's like, you know, so by the time I got home, it was like quite late. So, you know, we ate, I think we like did a little bit of a walk and then we came home and I had a nap. So I, I slept from about like six to about eight thirty, and I woke up at eight thirty, and I was like, I was having like what I like, obviously now I know it's like, the, I was having like pretty like mild contractions, but like, it just felt like, like it felt like, like period cramps. And like, mm -hmm. I had very painful periods, like before I had the baby. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't like super like concerned. I was yeah. like, no, whatever, like just having some period cramps. Yeah. That's, I don't know. So I think by like, I think, so like I said, I slept till about 8, 8.30 and then around 9.30, 10 o'clock, I was starting, like, it was like, they were increasing and they were getting like more painful. Mm. And one of the things I wanted was I wanted to be able to like do as much of my like labor at home, not labor, yeah. well, yeah, labor yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause I didn't want to like go to the hospital and be like, yeah, you can't eat or drink or anything. Yeah, like you're yeah, exactly. Suffering for like 20 hours. Um. So I was like, whatever, like, okay, I'm getting a little uncomfortable. So around like 9 30, 10 o'clock, I like <laughs> I texted my mom. I was like, hey mom. And she was like, what? And I was like, what do contractions feel like? And she was like, are you fucking kidding? And I was like, no, I've never had <laughs> well, a baby. Seriously though, like we don't know. You can <laughs> even Google know. it and, and and YouTube it and it still does not like you uh, no. Yeah. It doesn't. And I was doesn't. like so she like so she's immediately freaking out because she's like has she been having contractions since like so because my mom's like more high strung than i am sometimes mm. so of course she thinks i'm having like, she thinks i'm like in labor on the like she's like oh my god the baby is being born right now <laughs> <laughs> so she like comes in and she's like feeling my belly she's like are you okay she's like where does it hurt and i'm like well it feels like i have like period cramps mom and she's like oh my god like how far apart are they i'm like i don't know like 10 15 minutes and she's like oh my god she's like oh my god you're having contractions i'm like okay like relax. Mm. <laughs> i'm like so anyway um you know i got like the the, the hot bag i don't know what it's called mm. <laughs> the heat pack and all yeah. that like i had it on my back and like peter was like holding my hands and then i was like yeah i'm gonna try to do as much of it here and then i think it was like 11 30 12 o'clock poor peter like peter had just fallen asleep and he was like exhausted too he'd been up all day with me yeah so we were trying to go to sleep and then it was like just to the point like i was like okay i'm really uncomfortable like we gotta go yeah we went to the hospital like yeah cool you're at like two centimeters dilated mm. um and you're you know you're on the right track like you're progressing and um the baby is like you know everything's going good like yeah we're gonna give you another um we're gonna see what the ob wants to do and all this and i was like yeah cool cool cool, cool. Um, and then they're like, yeah, but like, you know, if you're, like, if you're in pain, like we can give you some, um, we can give you something for the pain if you want. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'm really uncomfortable. I can't even like move without, <laughs> yeah. without like wincing. Right. So I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I'll, I'll go into like, I'll, I'll get, I'll get something for the pain, like something mild or whatever. So they gave me something. I can't even remember what it was. So basically after that point, I stopped progressing. Okay. So I think at that point we were like 12 hours in. Okay, so it was before they gave you stuff for the pain or after? It was before they gave me okay. it was after this, after they gave me stuff for the pain. Okay. I, I just I was at Stop I was progressing. At, you yeah. don't know you don't know what they gave you? I can't remember what it was. I think it was a needle. Um So it wasn't your epidural. No, it wasn't an epidural. It was just like a little injection in the arm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so once I got that, I like I, I don't know. I don't like I don't know if it was that or what, but like we're like, oh, it definitely was an epidural, you would know for sure if it was Oh like, no, I know what an epidural is. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> had like a panic attack about those too so um they gave me like something for the pain and they gave me a dose of the gel 
or no, I think they gave me a pill at some point too. I don't know. It's all blurry. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave me another dose of something to get things going. And then, um, I basically just, it, I basically just stopped at that point. So yeah. I went through the night and I slept a little bit and then, um, come the morning, they're like, yeah, no, you're still at two. Um, your contractions are further apart than they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what happened, and I'm not a medical professional, I just think that like where induction is like trying to trick your body into labor. Mm. I think that getting the pain relief was like, oh, okay, JK, we're done. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you mean, 100%. So at that point, um, so I went through like the entire next day, like no progress, no nothing. Like he was still up super high. He like, he wasn't coming down and I was still up to no progress. Like I wasn't contracting very much. Uh, so I was getting kind of frustrated and then my phone was blowing up too, which was not like, mm-hmm. everyone was like kind of like, everyone was anxious waiting for the baby, obviously. Well, for sure. Uh, but you also like needed your time to like do what you needed to do and you're not going to be on your phone. Yeah. So I was <laughs> Yeah, that was, it was super hard. So in the morning, they gave me uh, a dose of the pill. And then after another four hours, they gave me another dose of it. And then in the afternoon, they gave me my last dose. And they basically said, if you do not start progressing or if you do not start dilating, like we have to, we have to consider a C-section. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want a C-section. And they were like, well, at this point, like it's dangerous for you and the baby. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay. Um, so... We went for a walk around, um, and he like the baby just he wasn't moving. He wasn't mm-hmm. coming in. So that was around four. They basically said like, if by the time we come back, like you're still not like progressing or anything, like we're gonna have to consider a C-section. And I was like, okay. Um, so then, like it would have been different if I was at two, but then jumped to like six. Like well, obviously, I mean that's a little dramatic, but like if I just jumped a little bit and uh, progressed a little bit more, uh, but that wasn't happening. So then. Um, at like 6.30, they come in and they're like, okay, like you're, they're monitoring the baby. They're like, yeah, no, he, like, they're still uh, up pretty high. They checked my cervix and they're like, yeah, you're still at two. And then, um, they were like, yeah, no, like, I think we're, like, you know, we're going to have to schedule a C-section. Mm. And then I was like, panic. Like I, at first, like when they said schedule, I literally thought they meant like for the next morning. Mm. Like, I just kind of filled in that, like, yeah, yeah. Brain- you know, when they say schedule, you think, yeah. like, oh, like, it's not going to happen right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, anyway, they, like, left to get the papers and stuff. So, I was, at, like, sitting with Peter. I was like, oh, like, you know, I don't really want a section. Like, hopefully, like, something will happen in the next, like, little bit that, like, changes that. Whatever. So, around 7, 7.20, they come back in and they're like, oh, yeah, like, uh, sign these papers, whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, like, so when's the section? They're like, oh, as soon as you're ready. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. So, they were, like, putting the catheter in. They're getting peter like all done up in like the medical garb and yeah. they're like oh yeah you need to take out all your like jewelry yeah and i was like oh my god like this is happening so mm. and it's so funny the whole time i was like i only want peter i only want peter i only mm-hmm. want peter mm-hmm. and in that moment i was like i need my mom oh so i called my mom i was hysterical peter was like getting like all like i said up in the garb and all yeah that. so i'm like crying like hyperventilating and i don't know what the hell i can't even remember what the hell she said to me yeah and it's so funny i don't like i don't like i call my mom but like in that like in those moments i usually look to peter yeah it's funny that it switched but like wow so i called her and i was like you're taking me for a section like i don't know what the, like what the fuck i'm gonna do like i'm like i'm like i was like my biggest fear of going for a c-section was that i was gonna die yeah and i saw this hysterical and she was like she was like take a deep breath like 
you're not the first and you're not the last. Like, yeah. You can do this. Like, you're, you're, you know, Kennedy, like, don't focus on the surgery. Like, you're going to meet your baby. Like, your baby's going to be here in the next hour. Like, you're going to, you're going to meet your baby. Yeah. It's like, okay. And then, um, so for whatever reason, I calmed down and, like, one of the nurses, like, she was holding my hand. She said, she's, they're wheeling me, like, to, you know, to the OR. And Peter's like, it's okay, babe. You got this. Like, we're, you know, you're going to be okay. Like, I got you. And then, um, we went in and like this, like the spinal tap was arguably the worst part about it. Yeah. Um, the, I literally like, they have to, they say like round out your back and like your whole, yeah. it's like, I think it's like, I don't know if it's the same thing. I don't, but it's know. I don't know. It's definitely similar. Know. at least If it's not the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the, 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 the feeling of the epidural. <laughs> oh my God. The spinal tap was like, not, 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 not it. Not, not pleasant. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, well, I don't like needles. Should start there. I don't mm. like needles. And then, the, and the thought of the needle going into my spine, not, not the vibe. So, I, he was a cat ran out your back, and then like I had, I had a male anesthesiologist. So mm -hmm. I think that also like contributed to the experience. But he literally was like, you know, like it's a needle in your spine. It hurts. Mm. But he was literally like, it shouldn't hurt. Like, wh why are you like? He was just being kind of like kind of rude about it. Like he was like, because I was like, <sighs> yeah. And he was like, it shouldn't hurt. It's and like, then, okay, like, calm down. It's hurting. So, I mean, it's my body. Yeah. I, know. I think I know. <laughs> so I'm literally thinking in my head, I'm like, well, he's not doing it right then. And I'm going to be paralyzed. because Yeah, exactly. And then the nurse is holding me and she's like, it's okay. She's like, it's very uncomfortable and it can be painful. Like he's probably like, and I literally wanted to be like, have you ever fucking had this done? Like, I'm yeah, gonna punch exactly. Him. Like, I'm literally going to punch him. Like I'm like, you're not being comforting at all. Like yeah. you're sticking a needle in my spine. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, they I got that it was awful, but like the nurse who was holding me, she was really kind. She was like, mm. It's okay, like it's uncomfortable, it's painful, like it's okay, like you know, it's gonna be fine. And of course, like they tell you you're not supposed to move in those moments, but like mm. in the ER, it was so cold, I felt like I was on vibrating. Oh my gosh, yes. So I was like, Oh my god, this is terrible. And then I'm like also just terrified. So Peter finally comes in, like they're they have like the whole thing set up and they have like me and like the they have like a plastic like sweater almost that they're like putting like hot air into so like you're like spread out like jesus okay and then they have like this thing on me that's like making my upper half warm but i felt so cold because mm. like obviously cutting into me um i guess trigger warning <laughs> c-section <laughs> <laughs> well we have our trigger warning at the start of the episode so i hope like yeah if anyone yeah, went cold. through this experience that yeah yeah so it was pretty like brutal, but they were like getting ready to start, and then like their feet, like their she like poked me, I guess, with like the back of the um, scalpel or whatever it's called. She's like, "Oh, can you feel this?" And I was like, "No." And I was like, "Can my boyfriend come in now? Like, can the father come now? Can he like can he be here?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, like go get him." And, like, oh my so goodness! I was like, "I can't go get him. What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, he wasn't even there but, until that point. Jeez. Yeah, like until that point, so he didn't get to be with me like through the spinal tap, which like okay. obviously like for me would have been a little bit more comforting. Mm. Um. So then, the whole surgery only took like twenty minutes. Wow. Well, like so for the baby to be born. Okay. Like, within like like the this preparing and setting up was like probably the hardest part, and then like they were closing up, but within like. It's a bit of it's still a kind of a bit of a blur for me. Yeah. At that point, like I told Peter, I was like, "Yeah, no more phones." Um, to, like turn, like we put our phone on do not disturb. Yeah. And, yeah. Um. So then, like finding out like he was a boy, like that was pretty cool. 
Um, mm. Peter was like, like Peter was holding my hand through all of it. He was there. He was like petting my head. He was like, it's okay. And like, mm. I, I, sometimes I wonder like if um, he experienced any like trauma from that because yeah, like, there was a point like he really thought I was dying. Oh, yeah, because like he, he had he had heard like a suction, and then there was like a bunch of like a bunch of blood, I guess. From your stomach? Which, yeah, but I, it must have been from my uterus. Like the, oh. they spilled a lot of the. Okay, okay. So then the baby was born, and yeah. then they were like they had taken him at that point, and then while they were doing the closing, like they were dealing, he, they were like sucking out some of the blood from the okay. uterus, I guess. And, and he then, saw all that, so. Well, yeah. he just seen he just heard a suction, and then he just seen red, and then he see like he I was I I was like laying out, and I was like it's really I'm really cold, like I'm really cold. And he oh thought, my like, gosh! Is she, like, so cold, like is she like she, Peter, I think like Peter really said to me, he's like I thought you were dying, like. But so like they didn't just, they didn't like walk you through all of this before. Like did they prepare you of like what the C section was, like what's gonna happen, what could happen, like what to expect nope. after. They yeah. didn't tell me like what the procedure was gonna be like. They literally just took me in, and they were like, "Yeah, here you go." Um, no one really told me what the surgery was going to be like, but where they're cutting, like, I don't know. So I guess, um, you know, they dropped like a corner of the curtain and they revealed like the baby was a boy and then they wrapped him up and like that kind of, that moment honestly was like unmatched. Like I know everyone kind of gave me, like I received a lot of grief from mm. people for like choosing to wait. Yeah. Um, but that moment, like in the, like in the OR at least, like it, yeah. was, it was pretty, it was pretty mm. magical. We were, um, we were like really overwhelmed with yeah joy and just like love at that point like hearing him cry for the first time now that was yeah really beautiful. yeah so then they took him to the side to like clear him out like because all the build up and whatever um so then we went to recovery the longest part of the surgery was like closing it wasn't even getting to the baby it was like closing because they have to like okay. individually do each layer that they went wow. through which is it's so crazy yeah, yeah. c-sections and c-sections no joke <laughs> it was it's brutal. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, once they were closed up and they took me to um, recovery, I got to Peter. Peter held the baby until we got to recovery, which you know wasn't part of like what the like the preferences that I had wanted. Like yeah. I wanted naturally, I wanted to do like that first hour. Like I got to do like the hour of like skin to skin, but it was mm -hmm. like a bit delayed. Yeah. Um, wow. So that was kind of hard, but he did like he like he, he was with Peter, so that was you know better than him being in like an incubator or like yeah in, like, off to the side or whatever. Yeah. So then like um, we were in recovery and we hadn't called anybody, so like our so we were finally out like we were probably in recovery around nine, I want to say, because he was born at eight twenty one. So I think by nine o'clock we were like in um, we were in recovery and um, they finally gave him to me, and I was just like so overwhelmed with like love and joy mm -hmm. like, at that point like shock i think too like that this is all had just happened yeah uh which you know we'll get more into it but yeah um and then uh, we had like two i think two hours at least uninterrupted time with just him oh wow nice because we didn't call anybody we were yeah. like yeah no, this is just leaves it just, just a little bit tough time that's just, that's smart actually <laughs> yeah well we didn't want any visitors either we, we like it was literally just us so then Anyway, we everything was fine. Like we were doing good. Like I was, I was okay. Um, he was okay. And then once we were done at recovery, like we started making. I think to, we were almost finished in recovery. We started making some calls. Um, and then we went to mom and baby. We ended up being at the hospital for five days because he had a hard time regulating his blood sugar. So they had to keep us ex like for some extra time just to. 
uh, monitor that. Yeah. Um, so that was hard because they, they were checking his blood sugar all the time. So, mm. but we were we were there for about five days. Uh, we had a really we you know, the worst the craziest part was is that he latched like right away. Once he like once we were in recovery, he latched. That's amazing. And then it, it was it we were like yeah I was like this is awesome we're gonna have such a good time. Nah, nah, that that's like. <laughs> That was for that's foreshadowing for my yeah to be continued with that one eh? yeah about that because wow um so then yeah i um obviously like from that bit like that's you know pretty rough um yeah things didn't go as i had planned like, mm -hmm. with my anxiety, like with, and then for like my anxiety and like my mental health and all that i guess it was pretty um mm -hmm. it was pretty hard and then we were in the hospital for five days. They were constantly like checking his sugars and all that. And um, five day mark, they sent us home. He was finally keeping his sugar like regulated on his own. Um, he was a little bit jaundice, um, but they like I think my mom had said like she's like that's not like unusual for like indigenous babies especially. Mm, okay. So I was like, okay, like, and they were worried about it. Like, they were like, yeah, like, you have an appointment at the clinic this week anyway, so, like, we'll keep an eye on it. But mm. um, but he was doing pretty good. We um, we had a lazy nurser. Mm -hmm. So, like, our first, I, I, don't, I can't remember, like, in, like you know, we're, we're going to get into yours, too. Um, but, like, where I was at the hospital for five days, like, we had, like, we had nurses with us, like, yeah. for five days. Right. Yeah, so, so you had someone there to kind of guide you. Yeah, like, so, like, I literally would have one of the nurses, like, she would just shove my boob into the baby's mouth, and he would get it. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then, like, you know, I think after, like, so the 19th, before he was born, I had napped that afternoon for about an hour. He was born at 8 o'clock. I did not sleep for the entire night, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. But like after he was born, I didn't sleep. Yeah, I did not sleep until the following night at eleven p.m. or like ten p.m. is when I finally fell asleep. Yeah, and I think like the nurse was holding him, and she was syringe feeding him because he, he had a lazy nurser. Yeah, and then um, I had fell fallen asleep finally, holding on to him, <laughs> holding like we're holding on to like the chair anyway. While she held him, I literally Peter literally said he was like, he literally, I guess the nurse looked like looked over and I was asleep and Peter literally just went no leave her she hasn't slept like yeah because they had to put where I had a section they had these things like scuds I think they're called okay so it's like a leg massager to keep your blood from clotting oh okay so like air would fill up and then it would like almost pop yeah so it's like it would wake me up so I couldn't sleep with them on. So I was so angry and agitated, like, the, the morning, by the time, like, 8 o'clock rolled around, I literally looked at my nurse, I was like, okay, how do I get these scuds off? How do I get this catheter out of me? Like, yeah, like, I'm over this. I'm over this. Like, what do, like, what do I need to do? They're like, yeah, you need to get up and move. And I'm like, mm. okay, well, let's go. Yeah. So they took the scuds up, and I stood up, and I joked um, with Peter. I was like, I think that's the first time I've willingly been up out of bed before 8 30 in the morning <laughs> you're to get out of bed by 8 30 in the morning yeah um, so but everything was fine I, everything looked great after my section and so then uh we had like five days in the hospital so like i said we had the nurses yeah it was like pretty and then we went home um and i like 
that's kind of when I was like, oh my god, I didn't have the nurses to help me with breastfeeding. I didn't have the nurses like, yeah, on your to do it all on your own, right? Yeah, like yeah. really on my own. So um, the first day home was a bit of a doozy. I think it was the day before my birthday. Um, so it was like it would have been the twenty third. Uh, and <laughs> I, uh, remember, like, literally, this is, like, the, like, this should be fair, this is, this is, first of all, the reality of motherhood. Yeah. Second of all, the truest form of love I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I remember being so, like, because he was a lazy nurse, so he, he was having, like, trouble, like, latching, or he was, like, falling asleep. So I got home. And he wouldn't latch. And my boobs had, like, my milk had come in. So my mm -hmm. boobs were full. Like, they were, like, mm -hmm. rock hard. And I was, like, he wouldn't latch because they were too hard. Um, and then I was, like, sobbing. I had, like, a manual pump. And I couldn't figure it out. And the truest form of love was, like, I my, my mom had come. And my mom was, like, oh, my God. Like, you know, you're going to feed your baby one way or the other. And my she had called my aunt Lindsay who had breastfed all of her kids. But my aunt had come over and she was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm like, so they went anyway, she, long story short, they, they left to go get like another pump. So while, while, um, they were gone, I was sitting here crying. Like one of my boobs just out Aww. and he figured out the manual pump. So he comes over and he puts the manual pump on my boob and he starts pumping. There you go. And he figured it out. And I'm sitting there crying, like full tears. And he was like, it's fine. I got this. So he's sitting there pumping. And I, he pumped out, like, I think five, almost six ounces mm -hmm. of milk within 10 minutes. And he was like, yeah, okay. Like, so I sent a picture to my Aunt Lindsay because I didn't even know how much, like, I know they say, like, he's not supposed to eat a lot. But, like, if he had latched on, he would have, like, he would not have been okay. Yeah. So, anyway, like, one of the hardest parts, like, I, um, I struggled with at home was, like, navigating like doing like really doing it by myself and like my boobs were like they were so i was so engorged it was painful oh um, yeah so but they got a pump and so i i was i, st I just started pumping because i was getting so like overwhelmed with trying to breastfeed yeah you know we'll get into yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah those first I, I don't know, like, I was I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed, like, the first couple of days. Um, but at the same time, I'd been in the hospital for five days. So, like, once I got home, like, I was kind of excited at that point to share them with my family. So, yeah, that was kind of how things went, like, at the hospital and, like, coming home. Um, and it was, you know, pretty, it was pretty scary, like, those first couple of days. Like, yeah. the reality and, like, but, like, also, like, that overwhelming, like, love. Like, yeah. like I, everyone had kind of told me, like, leading up to having a baby, they were like, you know, nothing, like, nothing prepares you for that. Like, mm -hmm. nothing prepares you for what you're going to feel. Mm -hmm. and it, it really, like, it took me by surprise. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. And, like, I mean, I know most of it. Because, yeah. <laughs> because we were pregnant, like, yeah. basically at the same time. And, like, um but I know that there's probably a lot of things that we, like we didn't share to each other. So like, we'll be learning a lot from each other as we go on with this, but yeah, there was a lot of like your birth story that I didn't know about. So anyway, it's just nice to like hear it over again and to kind of like take us back, like, and like reflect back on it now, you know, it's like, feels so yeah. long ago, but also it's like, wow, just crazy experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Um, 
How about you? Like, how did... Yeah, so, wow. Okay, Brandon and I had been together... Wow, I don't even... Okay, we'll be together for nine years this year. So, you know that me and Brandon have been through a lot uh, the past couple years. Anyways, where we were at in our relationship and the circumstances, we realized that we wanted to start a family. We didn't want anything to hold us back. We were going to, like, figure it out. We were like, we just want to do this. Yeah, we just knew that that's what we wanted to do. We... We started trying and I missed my period. And so anyways, I got pregnant right away, um, first try. And one of my very close friends was also pregnant. She was like, we're like a couple of weeks apart. She had told, she, they called us and told us they were pregnant. And I was like, so am I. Um, we were like a couple of weeks apart. And anyways, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna be pregnant with like one of my best friends. And, you know, it was like all the feels. And I was like, just like, super, super excited about it. I was like, ready to tell everybody. I told like my family, told you guys, told his family. I was like, I hadn't even had an appointment yet. I was just so excited. I was feeling great. Then I don't know how far along I was. I can't remember now. I know that I was not as far as long as I thought. I think I was about 10 weeks. I started bleeding and I called Renee and she was like, oh, it's like kind of normal to bleed during your pregnancy or whatever. And you just kind of monitor it. And I was like, okay. And then started getting heavier. Brandon wasn't home. He was at a hockey game or something with a friend. I called him and I was hysterical because I was bleeding a lot and it wouldn't stop. It's like, we gotta go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital and this is like over the course of a few days of them trying to check through like an ultrasound and not being able to see if there was a heartbeat and then doing blood work. And my HCG levels were like going down. So they assumed that I was having a miscarriage but it was like hard to tell because of how I wasn't that for long. So they were like, you know, it could be, but this, like, it was just so many question marks. Yeah. And my experience was like, not great. And this was in Fredericton. This was before we moved back home. So um, I don't remember what day it was. I kind of just came to terms with the fact that I was miscarrying. Like, I was like, this is happening. Like, you know, my, the, whatever, HCG levels, I think is what it's called, is going down. They're not seeing a heartbeat. I feel like this is just happening. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to like just have all this hope. Like I kept asking the doctors to give it to me straight and they weren't, you know, like I know they couldn't, but I was also just like, I just wanted to come to terms with it. Like that's what it was. Like, as I'm someone that needs to know things, yeah. like I need to know everything because of my anxiety. I'm like, tell me it, tell me everything. So I think it was like a Sunday um, and I was just sitting there and like just an intense amount of pain came over me and I went, I just had an urge to go to the bathroom and I just couldn't stop bleeding. And, you know, I don't want to go to too much detail, but it, I guess it is what it is. I was on the toilet and Brandon was with me, thankfully, and he was holding me and I was screaming, I was crying. He called his dad, who was a ex-paramedic, on what to do. And he was just like, you need to call 911. And I essentially miscarried, like, in the bathroom and Brandon was on the phone with 911 and they were just kind of walking him through it and he like took the sack from the toilet and like put it on the counter so they could like show the people that were showing up so the paramedics showed up and um, I felt like an intense amount of relief at that point like I was just like, mm -hmm. like okay now it's over with yeah so they took me to the hospital just to kind of you know check everything and make sure you know it was all good just kind of like regular monitoring so I went by ambulance and Brandon couldn't come with me and also he couldn't come into the, oh, this is another thing. He couldn't come into the hospital with me when I was miscarrying because of COVID. Like you weren't allowed to have someone accompany you. So it was super fucked up. Like I got so mad at the, I got so mad at the nurse. I was like, not okay with her. I know it's not her fault. It's the rules, but <laughs> no, I'm hysterical. I'm miscarrying. So this is like on day maybe two 
of like us going to the hospital and I want him with me, obviously. And they wouldn't let him come in with me and I'm alone. I'm alone in the waiting room. Like, can you just like, anyways, so a lot of trauma from that, that I experienced just the whole situation and um, went to the hospital and yeah, like they're like, you miscarry, blah, blah, blah. Come back, you know, tomorrow we'll do a ultrasound and make sure it's kind of like all out of you. I was like, okay. And at this point, our dog Sadie was like not doing well. Like she had cancer and she was really sick. And we're dealing with that. And I was in contact with the vet prior to all of this happening. And they scheduled for us to come in with Sadie on Monday morning. So I miscarried Sunday. And Monday, we bring her to the vet and they had to put her down. So like I, yeah, yeah, I had like a miscarriage and then I lost my dog the next day. So it was just a lot of trauma. I, I don't know if it was like a blessing in a way that there was two in the same. Like I, cause I couldn't really deal with one or the other. It was just both. Like, I don't know. I look back and I'm not sure. But yeah. anyways, I remember like that you had revealed your pregnancy, like not long after that when we were at my mom's and Ava still was thinking that I was pregnant because I didn't know how to tell her. And I remember her being me trying to tell her like, actually like, she was like I'm gonna have two cousins and I was like actually oh like that really hit at that point that like you know I wasn't having a baby at that point or anything and I wanted to be excited for you and I was but it was like it still like stung you know because yeah it is what it is but anyways um we didn't stop trying after that whenever the doctor gave us the okay we knew that we still wanted to have a baby like it was like that showed us that like we still want to do this we're ready for this. So we actively started trying again. And then we also, in the same time, we decided that we wanted to move back to our hometown. Just a lot of situational stuff kind of like led us back here and trying to conceive and having a baby. We were trying to think about like where we wanted to raise our baby and wanted to buy a house and stuff like that. Cause we're like, you know, I don't think we we were going to want a baby in this apartment. (laughs) Like we started thinking about realistically because we had gotten excited and all that. And then with the miscarriage, we kind of like, we were just kind of being more realistic with things. And so we started looking at houses here and I started looking at a transfer from Fredericton to Camelton here. And they approved me to like transfer and we looked at houses and found a house and we were still trying. I think we tried, I'm going to say we started trying again in like June and and we had moved back home here to, and moved into our house in August. And then I think I found out I was pregnant in like September. So we're, we are lucky that it didn't take long. But I will yeah. tell you that I, I don't think it helped that I have anxiety to begin with. But like it was so brutal. Like every month waiting for my period to come. Just that little, little pinch of hope of like hoping that it wouldn't come. You know, like that I wanted yeah. to be pregnant. Like I had... I've never wanted to be so pregnant in my life, like every month just waiting and waiting. And when my period would come, it was like, ugh, like, you know, so um, I always had pregnancy tests here. I had like the thing that like would tell you how far along you would be. I was, I was just, I was waiting, you know, at this point I was late by like a couple days and I was like, I'm just going to do one because I was doing a pregnancy test every month. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. If I'm not pregnant, I've already, you know, went through the emotions last month. So like, whatever. So I took a pregnancy test. I didn't tell Brandon that I was doing it. It said it was positive. And I was like, oh my God, I was like freaking out. And I was like, so like, how do I want to reveal this? <laughs> like, do I yeah. want to just scream for him and be like, I'm pregnant, babe? Or do I want to like trick him? So I went in the shower. <laughs> I don't know how I kept this to myself. Yeah. I like went in the shower and I was like thinking in the shower of like how I wanted to tell him. So anyway, I come out of the shower. I wait for him to like go outside to like smoke or something. And I come down. I put the pregnancy test in our, our drawer in our bathroom down here. I go lay on the couch. He comes in. I'm like, babe, can you get me some Advil from the drawer? 
I have a headache. And like, I, I played it well. Cause like, I'm a big soak and he takes care of me like, well, like that. Like, he's like, okay. He goes in the drawer. I hear him opening it. I hear him close it. Comes out. <laughs> he comes out. I hear him go back in the bathroom, open the drawer again. He's like, are you serious? Is this for real? And I'm like looking at him like down the hall. Yeah. And he start, he starts crying. So I start crying and he was like, is this real? And I was like, I think so. And like, you know, we kind of tried to like just take in the moment, but also it didn't, it was like, it felt real, but not real because of the miscarriage, I think. And that's something yeah. I'll talk about a lot is like, um, not wanting to get my hopes up because I know that th that loss is, is something that can happen. And um, I just wanted to kind of be in the moment as well. So we just kind of, we did keep it to ourselves and for, I don't know how many weeks it was, but I did want to confide in a few people because it just, you know, other than Brandon, I wanted like a few people to kind of ask, you know, for advice from, or especially yeah. since we moved back home, like I didn't have any connections to like medical professionals. I didn't, I didn't have a doctor. I didn't, you know, like there's all these things about like the hospital here that I didn't know about. So I told one of like, one of my closest friends that Brandon is best friends with the husband and I'm like best friends with the wife. So anyways, also um, during this time, we're planning a wedding because <laughs> we decided yeah. we wanted to get married uh, the following year in 2022. We we're talking about the wedding and they were in our wedding party and stuff. And then I was like, yeah, so I'm pregnant because I was just like, we're talking about like how we wanted to do the wedding. And I was like, yeah, because like we're going to have a baby at the wedding. <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God. So anyways, uh, I think I was only like seven or eight weeks and I was having nausea. I was having all the symptoms and she's like, that's a good sign. And she yeah. um, connected me with her nurse practitioner and the number for the hospital. And the nurse practitioner said she'd take me. So I was like, oh, that's so much relief. You know, like I called Renee and I told Renee over the phone because I just needed to tell her and I needed someone to like confide in that understands me and my anxiety and the things that emotions I was going through. So anyways, yeah, we went uh, for ultrasound and there was a heartbeat that they could detect and they showed us all the stuff on the ultrasound. So that gave me a lot of relief seeing that heartbeat and the heartbeat was strong and um, those were all good signs. So I was starting to kind of come around to it and getting excited, like leaving the hospital. We were both crying and holding hands and like sat, we sat in the car, we just bawled, you know, and looking at each other and like embracing the moment and um, we're like, okay, this is real. Like, this is real. Like, looking at the sonogram, it was like, oh my god, like that is our baby. Like, what? Like, this is so crazy. So we just decided that we still wanted to like keep it to ourselves for a little bit. I don't remember like when we agreed to like actually reveal it, but we just knew that we wanted to take our time and like absorb everything and go through it on our own before we wanted to reveal it to everyone else. Um, also to give me some time because I was still coming around to it. It was really hard. Uh, like every day waking up, I was just kind of like almost waiting to miscarry. Like, I'll just be frank, you know, like that's just what it was. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of women out there that can relate. Um, so just any little bit of like positivity was like just helping. And I, at that point, I wasn't ready to tell like everybody because you know how everybody else is going to be. Like they want to be excited for you. They have questions. They want to know how you're doing. So I wasn't ready for all of that. I wanted to go through it on my own terms for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I had all the symptoms like I was nauseous. I, you know, threw up a handful of times. It was hard to like hide that at work <laughs> so I remember like running down the hallway to the bathroom to like vomit a few times and I was like and it was like a shared bathroom and I was like oh my god like no one come in no one come in <laughs> like I wasn't ready to tell my employer and we were planning a wedding at the same time <laughs> 
So yeah. it was just like a crazy time and I was just busy at work because my job is just like chaotic as it is. So I was I was really busy. Like my mind was like pretty occupied when I was at work at least. Like, but I was having a really hard time for a little while just coming to terms with the pregnancy and everything. And we had scheduled a 3D ultrasound for when I was 16 weeks. And we could also find out the sex at that time. So when we went to do that, that is when it really, really hit because I saw my baby up on the screen in 3D moving and I saw her heartbeat. They showed me the sex, like all those things. And I think like just looking at each other where, you know, that was when it really was like, okay, this is real. And at that point I had already like revealed to my family and his family that um, we were expecting. I think we had told everyone when I was like 14 weeks, maybe ish, 13, I can't remember, but uh, once we had done our first ultrasound and all that, we we kind of told them not long after. So yeah, like once we did that 3D ultrasound, and I will recommend anyone that is in my area or has availability to access like a 3D right. ultrasound, like if you can, I you know it's just oh it's awesome just being able to see your baby 3D and having that video and be able to keep it. Um, and if you want to know the sex like early on and all that stuff, like it was just amazing, and I'll always remember that and embrace that. That really helped uh, me get excited for the baby and all that. Even though throughout my pregnancy, I was still pretty much miserable um, and anxious all the time. Like, again, not knowing if I was going to lose my baby. Uh, I did all the things. I, you know, researched everything. My good friend who, you know, her she had her baby and she was helping me with everything that she learned and all the to-dos and the lists and preparing and I was doing all that. I was watching all the YouTube videos on birth and um, how to prepare for birth and how to, all, everything. Like I was doing it all and I was reading on everything. And I went and seen a doula a few times. Me and Brendan went together and did my birth preferences plan. I think I just wanted to be aware of everything. I wanted to know it all, like just to kind of ease my anxiety as much as I could. Um, I went yeah, and. All your options. Well, exactly. I did like kind of overwhelming it would have been to like not have known your options when you went in. Well, exactly. I, um, I did like Reiki a lot. I wanted to like center myself um, because I because of all of my anxiety. I did a lot of massages because uh, as I got further along, I was just in a lot of pain. Like I was always uncomfortable. I was swollen, especially later in my pregnancy. Like I was so swollen. My I had like something in my wrist, like carpal tunnel in both wrists or something where like um all my fingers and my wrist would just like cramp up and it was like I felt like it was asleep I was just so over it like I was just ready to get the baby out of me to be honest like I was just I was not enjoying it I was not like oh my god like this is so beautiful I was like at the point where I was just like so ready for to get it over with I think the one thing that kind of brought me back to like you know I have a baby in me I'm growing this baby was like doing um, our photo shoot like our maternity slash engagement photo shoot Um, My photographer really made me feel like beautiful and like a goddess, you know, like when I saw my pictures, I was like, wow, like, look at me. And yeah, yeah. I remember looking at your photos and I remember thinking like, holy shit, like these are beautiful. And if these are like, I I, I had maternity photos done and I remember seeing yours and I was like, what the hell? (laughs) I was like, I do not look that like beautiful and powerful. And and obviously, like, that's just the what society tells you, you know, to compare. Well, exactly. To compare you to everybody else. But no, I mean, uh, that was something that really helped me feel, you know, beautiful and trying to kind of enjoy the pregnancy and everything. Um, and, you know, when she was kicking, 
in me, which she was moving all of the time. Like she was so active in my belly. I felt everything because my placenta was um, behind. I feel her all the time moving and turning and everything. So that helped um, being yeah. able to feel her, but also gave me a lot of anxiety on the days that I didn't feel her as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I had a lot of meltdowns when I wouldn't feel her kick for a little bit. Yeah, and then I would feel, and then I would feel her, you know? And then I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, just, maybe the miscarriage and my anxiety in general is what made it uh, really rough. And it's, it's a long nine months. Like you think like, Oh, I'm okay. I'm 36 weeks or I'm 35 weeks. I'll got five more weeks to go. Like those are long weeks. So I just want to add, um, I feel like this is really important to add because it's something that I hadn't thought about much during my pregnancy, but now reflecting back, it's something that really bothers me. Anyways, um, for all those people out there that still do this, please stop. Um, when you are telling a pregnant woman after they, you know, say they're, you know, tired or sore or uncomfortable or, you know, ready to meet their baby or whatever, um, if they're saying something about their pregnancy that they're not enjoying and you're telling them that they should just enjoy their pregnancy or try to enjoy their pregnancy because it only gets worse or harder once the baby's here and that they should get all the sleep that they can now because they're not going to sleep when the baby comes. Uh, FYI, that's super invalidating. That's not what we want to hear in that moment. We don't need to hear that. We're not looking for um, that kind of negativity. Like I see it as negativity. Maybe these people see it as that they're helping. I don't know how. I don't know in what world that is helpful. But we need to stop telling uh, pregnant women this. It's just making us feel way more isolated. Like I felt I just couldn't be honest about how I was feeling about my pregnancy to certain people because I would just be shut down by these comments and it's super unnecessary. Anyways, I felt that was really important to share and it was something that really stuck out to me. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. So anyway, I don't remember what my due date was. I think it was, they. oh, I had like two. My One doctor said the 20th of May, one doctor said the 19th of May. And I went, you know, for all my checkups and like, as I was going, we talked about all the things in my birth preferences plan. We talked about what I wanted and all that stuff. So like a week before, the week before my due date, uh, we're talking about membrane sweep. They asked if I wanted one and I had done all the research on it prior. Like I, I thought I didn't want one, but, that, but at that point I was like, yes, because I want this baby out of me. So yeah. they did the sweep and like, it wasn't successful because I went back a week later. <laughs> So I go back on my due date and I'm just like, and also I had to travel 40 minutes to the hospital, 50 minutes away, whatever, um, for, for all these checkups. And I was just like, I want anything that can help me get this, like to induce this baby. Like I was doing everything I could, you know, at home to induce. They did another sweep uh, at, that, at that appointment. And, you know, I go home and I'll just, I'll just go back. I remember like the week before when I had done the sweep. At the next day, I think like Megan was here and we were doing like stuff for the wedding and I like peed a little bit. I thought my water broke. <laughs> so, so we went to the, we went to the hospital, but obviously my water didn't break and oh my gosh. Anyway, it's just life of having anxiety and thinking everything is going wrong. And anyway. Yeah. So doing everything we can to induce, you know, walking, bouncing on the ball, whatever, doing all the stuff. Yeah. And then during the night yeah. i'm waking up with all these cramps and i'm like okay it's probably just cramps because like before when i thought i was in labor like it was nothing because i would time it and when it would go away so i'm like uh oh, whatever i'll just go back to sleep 
but I couldn't like I was this is like four in the morning I'm like oh, I don't want to wake Brandon up though because like what if it's not and then I wake him up and he's gonna get pissed at me and I'm just like in my head um but I eventually woke him up and told him how far along these cramps were it was just a long day from that point on you know it was just like cramps on and off and um we're just kind of like waiting around not sure not sure what to do I don't want to like call the hospital yet or do anything because like again the hospital is far away and but then they started to become more intense and closer together. We would time it. And I would call. I called the hospital, and they were like, "No, you're not close together as we wanted to be for you to come to the hospital." I'm like, "Oh my god! Like I just this is painful. Like can I just come to the hospital?" So they were like, "They need to be two to five minutes apart." And I'm like, "What?" No, but like where are you like where yeah. are you like a forty minute drive? Well, exactly. Like, a lot can change in forty minutes. Like I mean. In some cases, a lot can change in 40 minutes and a lot cannot change in 40 minutes. Oh, but I was like, oh, okay, God. fine. So I got in the bath because I was like in so much pain. And I'm a baby. Like, I'm just going to say it. I am such a fucking baby when it comes to pain that I was like, am I just being, you know, dramatic? Like, I don't know. You're, you're questioning everything, right? So yeah. I go into the bath and I'm like, okay, hopefully this will help because they told me to go in the bath and see if it'll help. And oh my God. So I'm like calling for Brandon and I'm like, I can't do this. Like we need to go now. And this is when it was like two to five minutes apart. And I'm like, I call and they're like, well, if you're ready to come, then just come. And I'm like, I am. <laughs> so I'm on the way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, obviously I had everything ready. Like I was ready for this baby like at 34 weeks probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, pro I forgot to add that. Yeah, like I was ready. I'm just, I don't know. I think it was just my anxiety. And I'm just someone who was like, who over prepares. Like when I go anywhere, I go to like my mom's for the weekend. I have a luggage full of clothes because I'm just, I'm an overpacker. I'm over preparer. I'm an overthinker. So we were ready, you know, to go like a month before everything. I mean, I had her room set up. I had her, her big pack, my big pack, Brandon's big. Everything was ready. Like, so we're like, okay, let's go. And um, that was the longest, most brutal drive of my life. Like, I, uh, I don't, don't want to scare any moms who are pregnant and hasn't, haven't had a baby before or trying to conceive. And anyways, I'm, it was just, it was brutal. Um, I wish that people or and even my doula or anyone, the YouTube videos I watched prepared me more for this pain. Or maybe I'm just a baby and maybe it was just for me, but it was so painful. Um, and they were two minutes apart. So I feel like I didn't have a break. Like every time a contraction would come on, I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, Brandon, contraction's coming. And we would like prepare ourselves. And I was just grabbing on them. I was screaming. I was crying. I was like, the world is good. The world is over. I'm dying. Like I thought everything was just ending. I was in so much pain. Um, get to the hospital and right away they're like do you want something no i think i asked for something for pain i was like give me the fucking juice i'm like i want it um, give it to me <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm vomiting everywhere and yeah and I'm, it, it felt like it took forever for me to get the epidural i was like i just want it like where is this person and this is um i think like nine o'clock at night at this point and once i got that epidural oh my god it was lovely <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, I can rest. So I can actually finally get my bearings in order, you know, get myself settled in the room and texting people and I'm trying to get some rest and um, get like the peanut ball because my friend like who's texting me is reminding me to do all these things because I forgot all everything. I forgot about my birth plan. I forgot about all the things I can do, even if I get an epidural to speed things along. So I think I was only like two centimeters dilated as well. And my contractions were two minutes apart. I was like, what the hell? So I was like, okay, we're, we're in for a long haul. 
and in the morning nothing's happening i'm not really dilating that much it's like really slow they gave me like the pitocin like the false contractions or whatever like the fake ones to kind of speed things up that didn't really do much i think it was like slowly i was dilating and i remember just being in like so much pain again like i was in so much pain and i was trying to like keep it together because i'm like maybe i'm just being a baby again because like this epidural should help and Brandon was like, like I went on my side and Brandon like looks and he's like, your epidural fell out. Like, you know how it like goes, it's like taped up here and it goes through the tube and down to your back. Like the thing that holds it up on your shoulder, like the tube fell apart. Oh my God. So I was like, well, if anybody fucking listened to me, they could have maybe checked to make sure everything was good. You know, instead of just like being like, no, no, like you might still feel pain. Like it's normal to feel some pain. And I'm like, I understand that, but this is like the pain I was having before the epidural. So anyways, they put the, it back in. <laughs> um, oh, the epidural and the spinal tap are definitely not the same thing. I was numb from like... Oh, no, no, no. I didn't feel numb. Um, I know well, I, couldn't, I, was- I couldn't walk, obviously, but I, I felt it. So it was better. <laughs> I remember feeling pain in my left side, like my left thigh, in my left, like, I don't know, abdomen area. Only in that area. It was weird. So yeah, it got to the point where I was finally ten centimeter or nine or ten centimeter dilated. Um, so like, hey, like you know, you're ready to push. It's happening. I'm like, oh my god, it's happening. And um, the doctor that was, you know, at that point, I didn't have like a, I didn't have like a doctor that was I had picked or whatever. Which is like whoever was there. She had like a student, um, and I don't remember them asking me if the student can, de- can like deliver my baby. I don't remember this. But anyway, the student was the one up in my junk and stuff. Um, the doctor was like behind. Um, what really like stuck out to me and Brandon and what really just made part of my experience in the room just not great was like the doctor was just having her own, her own kind of like chat and her own thing going on with like one of the nurses. And, you know, and the, the student was just sitting there in front of my, you know, legs right open, vagina out, you know. Um, just yeah. looking at me like it was just so weird like it just didn't feel like this was really happening like I just I didn't feel like I was being guided it didn't feel like I was I wasn't being encouraged like it wasn't like like an exciting experience like it didn't it didn't seem like what I thought it was gonna be um yeah although like a lot of my birth preferences didn't go along as planned like I still felt like I wasn't being guided or no one was like I don't know it just was really really weird um I know like at one point, the nurse wasn't even like beside us, like checking my contractions because they have to look on the on the monitor. They have to like measure them because I can't feel them um, mm-hmm. to tell me when to start pushing. And like Brandon, Brandon was the one checking when it was going up to tell me when to start pushing. Like he was the one. It yeah, was just does- it was just n- not um, ideal. And the nurses are talking in French and the doctor's talking in French to her student. And like we can understand a little bit, but it was just like obviously our preferred language was English and I'm just like well what are you saying and she would come over and whisper to her student and I'm like like what like what is going on like talk yeah and it was like I wanted to know what was happening as I was pushing I'm like you know like can you see the head is she descending um we're like an hour hour and a half in and I'm like okay what's happening I'm still pushing so like you know what's going on and I'm telling them how I'm feeling all of this pain shooting down my leg and in my left side um every contraction and like Brandon's having to like squeeze like I'm telling him to fucking squeeze my leg like to relieve this pain and that's all I could focus on was that pain too like every time the contraction would come I'm like oh my god here comes this pain and you can't really feel the contractions. You can't really feel anything, not much anyways, like at yeah. that point because of the epidural. So it was just all and all around like 
not ideal experience. And finally, the doctor was like, okay, it's been like two hours or two and a half hours. You're not having any progress. Like you're at like minus one or zero for progress. I'm like, oh, like that's lovely. I wish I would have known this. <laughs> um, anyways, so she's, I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? At that point, there was nothing else they could do. They did everything to kind of like progress me or to get things moving, um, they, as so they said. Um, and then they had to get, I forget who they were to come and talk to me about what the next steps were. Um, so the, this lady comes in, maybe she was the OB. I don't know who she was. She was something. She wasn't the doctor that was there this whole time. Um, she comes in and she's like, you know, we may have to do a C-section. And I started crying and I was like, I don't want that. Like, I know that that is a possibility, but like, I don't want that. Like, is there, what can we do? Like, there must be something else. And she was like, okay, well, we can try the suction or forceps. I'm like, okay, so then, like, we don't have to go right to C-section. She's like, yeah, but I'm telling you, like, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I think we're going to C-section because your baby is not descending. Like, I just feel like it's better if we just go to C-section. And I'm like, but you're saying that I can try this. If it doesn't work, mm -hmm. then we can do C-section. She's like, yes. I'm like, okay, well, then it's my right to say that I want to try this. And she was like, yeah. So I had to sign all the paperwork that she told me about C-section and that we're trying forceps and blah, blah, blah. Um then they have to rush me to the OR to get ready, prepare me for a C-section, but also we're going to try the forceps. So I just remember it all happening so fast that they put me on, you know, a different bed and take all my jewelry off and Brandon has to dress. Um, and I'm shaking at this point. Like, I remember what you said about feeling cold. I was shaking. Yeah. I was trembling, yeah. but also my adrenaline was just going. Um, yeah. And I don't know if this is something that happens just with people who have like past trauma is like when you're in a situation of like things are just going and it's like an adrenaline situation I feel like I'm like I do well sometimes in the situations like all of a sudden I feel like I'm like on a high I'm like okay this is happening yeah um, I think it's your fight or flight response yeah so like I remember when I went into the room I all of a sudden felt better yeah. than, than I did the whole time I was pushing I don't know because I feel like maybe at that point also I knew that it was happening like I knew I was going to meet her soon and like she's coming out of me now no matter how which way we're going to meet her and this is all going to be over with but also like I do well in situations of like high alert. I don't know. It's either you don't or you do do well, right? So like <laughs> it was yeah. happening either way um, and my adrenaline was going and all that. So um, yeah, so they gave me the medication to like numb me, the whatever it was, but they, they did it through the um, epidural because I already had that in me. So they gave me the stuff to numb me. And we go in the room and everyone introduces themselves and they're all lovely. They were super nice and explaining everything to me and then Brandon started crying because he well he says to told me after that like he was just worried you know he felt like at that point he was worried about me because like it was also serious right like I, we're in the OR room yeah I'm being dressed I'm being you know there's all these equipment there's all these people a lot's happening and he just was so worried about me and the baby and I'm calming him down at this point <laughs> I'm laying on the table I'm laying on the table. I'm holding his hand. I'm looking. I'm like, babe, like it's happening. Okay. Like we're going to meet our daughter soon. It's okay. Like we're in good hands. Like we're, we can do this. Like I just need you to get your shit together and be there for me right now because like it's, it's happening. So it's, it's okay. And I'm, I mean, I'm, it sounds about right, right? Knowing us. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I was also, you know, tearing and everything. But I was just trying to, use, you know, just th the person I am. I'm, like, being strong and trying to get through it best I can. Um, and they're like, okay. So, they're like, let's get ready. What we're going to do is, these are the forceps. <laughs> these big clamps. And they're like, we're going to put it in you. 
We're going to look at your contractions. When you get a contraction, we're going to tell you to push and you're going to push with everything you have. And I'm like, you're not going to feel anything, but you're just going to try to do it. And I'm like, I'm like, if it doesn't work, we're doing a C-section. And I'm like, okay, so this is literally my last chance to push this baby out of me somewhat naturally. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I just remember it would, and I, I feel like I'm going to miss some parts, but like, I just, it all happened so fast. As you said, it's like a fog, right? So I just remember that there were like, like the lady who had to like feel my belly for the contraction mm -hmm. or something like that. And as soon as the nurse said I was contracting, Brandon and the nurse both pushed me forward, holding on to me and I'm squeezing onto them and I'm just like pushing with everything. And I'm, in, I'm envisioning down to my vagina that this baby is coming out of me. Like I was just like with everything I had, I was like, this yeah, baby were... is fucking coming out of me. Yeah. I was like, this is yeah. happening. Um, and I didn't feel a thing. I felt zero, like nothing. I did not feel anything. And next thing you know, they're like, okay, like here she is. Like, oh my God. Like she's like, everyone was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Everyone, the whole room was like, she's here. She's here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, they were they were as shocked as we were because they were like convinced that she was not coming out of me with four steps. They thought it was an ABC section. Um, yeah, but, I remember like you had sent us a picture and you had like the the the, the head the, the um the what's it called yeah, the, net, the netting hair net hair net yeah. yeah. I thought you had a section and I was like worried. Yeah, so you. four steps worked. Um, one push and she was out of me. I also um forgot this part I had an, an episiotomy and mm -hmm. um the doctor like asked me before and she told me what she was doing and I love this like this whole part of me being the OR was like I was so informed um they asked me about everything they were doing they were telling me exactly what they were doing which was all in my birth preferences mm -hmm. so I felt empowered at that point yeah. and because like and I talked to <laughs> I mean, I'll talk about this more maybe down the road. And me and my therapist had talked about this, that maybe the reason why I enjoyed my experience in that room that I did before was because I felt more empowered, you know, because I was being walked through everything and like, and I had yeah. like encouragement from the whole team. Like they were all shouting when I was pushing, they were all like, push. <laughs> everybody was in yeah, it and the energy was on and I was like yes like and then when I did it and that she was here everyone was like oh my god congratulations and um they put her on me you know and they were taking pictures and I was like is she okay and I was crying they were like yes like she and she was you know crying and they're like she's perfect she's beautiful she's healthy and I was like okay and like um, I feel like I get emotional just because it's bringing me back, you know. So, anyways, they uh, they're stitching me up, <laughs> and yeah. whatever, taking the placenta out of me. And Brandon tells me after that, like I lost a lot of blood. Um, a lot of blood was coming out of me, which scared him. And like you said, like maybe our partners experienced trauma from this. Um, but he says he remembers like seeing a lot of blood come out of me and all this was happening, but I'm not feeling a thing. And they had the baby on me for a few seconds, which was nice. And then they took her and did all the stuff. Um, and I don't know how long it took, but I just remember going back up to um, my room. And I can't remember if the baby was on me as we were going up to my room or if someone else had the baby. I just can't remember that part. But I was just so happy yeah. that it was all over with and that she was there and she was here and you know, I was like, I remember looking at her when like when she came out of me and they were she was on the table and they were measuring her and all that or like, uh, sorry, checking her breathing and everything. Just mm -hmm. being like, OK, wait, like I was pregnant the whole time. Like 
I really was pregnant. I really did just have a baby. Like she is here. Like this is real. That that's my baby. I made that. Like it was still sinking in at that point. Like I was, it's like sometimes you have to like convince yourself that it's real. Like, I don't know if it was just all like, I was still all trying to soak it in. Like it wasn't registering. Yeah. It was so crazy. So yeah, this was, I don't remember what, oh my God, I'm awful. I don't remember what time she was born. It was like at nighttime anyways late at night and go up to our room. Um, they put her on me and it was just, that was pretty awesome. Like having that yeah. skin and yeah, I, you know, I chose to like breastfeed. So they put her on me and she, yeah, she latched as well. Um, and I remember Brandon took a picture um, and her little finger is on my hand and it's like so cute. I don't, I never showed you that picture, but it was just a really nice yeah. um, moment and I was exhausted and you know, of course, but also wired because <laughs> of all the yeah. adrenaline, like you're wired, but you're also exhausted and um and they brought us to our room and weighed her and measured her and everything was good. She was fine. And, you know, that's when it all began, I guess. That was like, okay, now you have to take care of this human. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but <laughs> the nurses were great. Like, you know, we had obviously nurses all the time and they checked on us a lot. Um, but it's just like, it's crazy because, you know, they have to feed every like what hour or two at that point. So it was just... Yeah uh like you feel like you're you start to fall asleep or you start to you sleep for like half an hour and then they start crying and you're like fuck like oh i just want to sleep i think it's well, like, like the first 48 hours they were supposed to feed every three hours but like it didn't matter if you spent like an hour trying to get them to stay like for example like trying to get them to latch and like get them on like yeah no oh, i know um i just like i remember just being like oh my god we're finally getting some sleep and then she's waking up, us up to feed <laughs> i'm like uh. But I know that I, I had to do that, but also I needed sleep. Like I remember, I don't remember how long, like you had said, like you hadn't slept in how many hours. It was the same for me. Like I was from the time that I started going into labor until she was born, it was like maybe like 30, 30, 40 hours. Right. So yeah. I was like, oh, I just want to sleep. But I mean, your adrenaline's going too when you're just kind of in this mode of like, I got to do this. So whatever. Um, yeah. We were there for, I think, two days. Like she was born on the 19th. So yeah, everybody, our, me and Kennedy's babies were both born on the 19th. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. exactly, uh, what, four months apart? Three, three months. I think, yeah, I think it's exactly four months. Because baby Peter was born in January and Evie was born in May. So yeah, yeah, four months. So yeah, she was born on the 19th and we were trying to take it all in. We didn't want any visitors at the hospital and also COVID was on our side because they couldn't, wouldn't allow anybody in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it was the same for us. So we're like, yes, but like, uh, I had to tell everybody, I was like, either way, like if no COVID, COVID, like we don't want anybody. And that was hard for my sister to swallow because like, if anything, like she was going to be there, but I decided in the end that I didn't want anyone. I wanted just to be me and Brandon. Yep. Um, and we wanted to take our time with everything and kind of like, you know, take it all in and absorb everything and let it all sink in and take all in the moments with our baby those first few days and stuff. So um yeah, it was just trying to get used to the breastfeeding. That was a challenge the first few days. Like, and the same thing with Evie. Like, we had to syringe the milk or the what's it, the colostrum, whatever. Yeah, yeah. the colostrum. We had to get that out of my nipple. So Brandon was there with his with the syringe, getting the colostrum out of my nipple, and we're feeding that to the baby. <laughs> 
Um, and we're trying to get the baby to latch and I'm just like getting so frustrated because she's not latching properly and I don't know what I'm doing. And the nurse is getting almost like frustrated because like she knows what she's talking about, but I don't know what she's talking about. Um, and eventually we kind of like got the hang of it. Um, and they went through, they go through so much stuff with you in the hospital. Like they're like, okay, this is what you need to do. Like you're going to have an appointment on this day. And I'm like, oh my God, there's just so much. And I'm so fucking tired and so much has happened. I have a human now that I need to take care of. I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) yeah, literally like there's so much that just happened in the last like 24 hours. Can you just let me breathe for a second? (laughs) Oh, and like, also we didn't know what we were going to name her. Um, well me and Brandon kind of knew we didn't tell anybody what we were going to name her up until she was born so that was kind of exciting like we had two names and um when she was born we looked at, looked at each other we're like okay yeah it is gonna be evie because like that was our top top name um because his grandmother's name is evelyn um and we wanted to kind of name her after someone in our family and all the people that were like signet like female that were significant on my side of grandmothers have all passed um so we wanted to keep you know her name and she means a lot to us and everything so yeah so um calling everyone and having a little video chat and being like you know this is evie was like kind of nice because we no one knew her name yeah um yeah so we got sent home on like day two and i'll also just talk briefly about like i was in so much pain from the forceps and the episiotomy um yeah but like I was prepared in the sense of like having all of my um pack like those water packs or whatever like those you know what I mean yeah I, didn't I send those to yeah because so you sent me a bunch you sent me a peri bottle I think and yeah, it's bath it. and like nipple butter I think you sent me and then my friend Vanessa had also given me like a care package of like those water pads and like Di- and she told me what to order in in the in terms of like the diapers and pads and all the stuff that she found was helpful. So I had all of that thankfully because I didn't like the hospital what the hospital gave me like the what the bottle that they gave me and the pads they gave me. I was like no. So I'm glad I had all that. But like oh my god, I would I couldn't move without like crying. Like down yeah. there was so painful and my vagina felt like it had been well ripped ripped apart. <laughs> well yeah. That's um, been- yeah, and they had to keep me there for like a day or two just to make sure that everything was healing okay. Um, you know, they had I had to put like cream on and I was bleeding a lot and they wanted to make sure the bleeding was going down and Brandon's a trooper, you know, he was down there checking it and putting the cream on and helping me change you know, my pads and my diaper and I had to do the sits baths and I had to clean myself and oh my God. It's just so crazy yeah. how like you're having to take care of yourself. Like I'm yeah. having to like get out of this out of bed which i can barely get out of and yep. clean myself and all these things and i'm also having to take care of this newborn baby and trying to breastfeed her and learn all these new things about her oh my god what a fucking crazy time like those first few days are just a whirlwind yeah of like there's so many things that like i didn't know that i was learning and um I don't know. I'm just, I'm glad that I prepared myself a little bit in terms of like the aftercare. Um, yeah. And then I had people that could inform me about it because I knew nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy. So I was just happy to be able to go home and be able to be in our own home um, with her, bring her home and bring her home to Moose was, you know, nice. Yeah. We came home and that was that. It was like, now it all begins. After that, that's when things really took a turn, you know, and um, I'll save that for in the next episode that we'll talk more about, you know, our first few weeks and the first month or whatever after we bring home baby. But um, yeah, that's basically my story. This first couple, that first month especially is scary. Yeah, but like 
it was just hard. Like I, I really struggled the whole time and everyone just kept asking me how I was doing. And, um, I like, wasn't being fully honest with everybody. I was like, Oh, you know, typical pregnancy stuff, whatever. But like, I really wasn't doing well. It was hard, a hard nine months. And through it, you know, I just wish that maybe I was more informed on like all of that, you know, um, I am happy that I will say I did, um, see my counselor. Like I saw my therapist, um, when I was going through the first couple of months, um, I reached out to my therapist and we had a few good sessions because I was telling her, you know, like, cause she was my therapist, you know, prior and uh, she knew about my miscarriage and all that. And I was like, you know, I'm pregnant again. And I'm telling her about my ultrasound and my symptoms. And she's like, Tara, like, those are all good things. And, but we, we talked about like why I wasn't happy and why I wasn't excited and um, how I could get, you know, how I could kind of like be in the moment and um, what I could do to try to um, feel joy about my pregnancy and everything, but also to not feel guilt that I wasn't enjoying it. Like just to be easy on myself, yeah. to not try to do anything a certain way to just be in the moment and feel what I need to feel. Um, mm-hmm. So I did, find that that helped and I found like going to massages and doing Reiki and therapy and talking to other people and talking to Brandon and being real with him and all of that you know really helped yeah so that's that's my story of all of it <laughs> just, there's yeah. just there's so much to unpack um well and I'm sure um as we move forward with all of this we'll unpack a lot more yeah so I'm there's a lot more to dive in in terms of like uh after you know we come home with baby and but I just wanted to share with everybody um you know our journeys of our like our pregnancies and our birth story and um for you know everyone that shared similar experiences hopefully we resonated and we hope that you appreciate that honesty because uh I remember you know navigating those few months by time Tara had her baby my son was around five months Mm. and I remember at that point I was really in like the throes of it and I remember feeling kind of isolated and all of that and um I remember reaching out to Tara and we were just honest with each other and that helped that helped me feel more comfortable and know that like okay well maybe like this is normal and this is okay um yeah and it was I was comfortable knowing that someone else was experiencing like 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 similar things so that's what we hope to yeah through this is to like show you that you're not alone and that you know people experience all of this too and you know it's not the beautiful glamorized version that you see on social media all the time exactly so um like kennedy said looking back now on all those moments that we felt alone and like scared and anxious and unsure and all those things and you know now that where we are in our journey and looking back it's like oh my gosh you know like we just want to like speak out and hopefully we can reach out to other women out there and um you know if like you're at the place where we were at as we're talking about our journey through pregnancy and birth and all that like hopefully kind of help other people out there and as we continue on and share more stories and stuff um it'll just be nice to kind of like unite people and like we said, we want to kind of like flip the script and just be more real and honest about like experiences and that it's not all like, you know, beautiful and glamorous and wonderful and yeah. Unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. Very unrealistic. So with what we just said, right. I think, uh, 
I think next we'll be talking about a combination of the newborn phase and um, those those first like few weeks at home. So stay tuned for that. And we are very grateful to have had you along with us. And that's all for this episode of Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Thank you for listening as we shared our pregnancy and birth journey with you guys. Find us here again next week at 6 p.m. on Apple Music or Spotify. And be sure to be following our social media pages on Instagram at Mamas with Trauma Podcast and on Facebook at Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Mm-hmm.